Just like that, Chad, the final hour is here on this Friday edition. Hot Mike with Hutton Withrow across the Outkick Network. Hope everyone has had a great week. Here's to a great weekend. Give the toast going into the weekend a little bit later in the hour. Uh, we've got NFL news notes and reaction to headlines. That's coming up a bit later in today's show. Phil Mickelson with admitting to criminal behavior at Augusta National with a funny line on uh, social media. We've got that for you coming up momentarily. Chad, the go back to 2013. I, I, whenever I go back in time, I just go back to high school. Do you think of college or high school when you say go back to pre-social media? Yeah. Um, that dates well, us, us a little bit. Yeah. yeah, for us, not but for everyone. 2013, 2013 um, you and I were in year two of a radio show together. Yeah. Even then, can you imagine? I was in year two of my 30s <laughs> in Very, 2013. Sorry. Yeah. Um, even then, um, just the, the thought of a former United States president and a mugshot on social media, and soon thereafter, uh, the former president putting it on social media himself with his first post and since he's been back, since he was allowed back through Musk and X. Uh, what a mugshot, by the way. And, and here's the thing. You know this was rehearsed. How much... I always look at these mugshots. Some smile, some don't. Everybody knows that these are going to be released. Don't you rehearse these? On the way there as you're getting booked? I saw where uh, Clay tweeted this, but on the screen at CNN... They had at the bottom, sources, Donald Trump planned to look defiant in the mugshot I, photo. And I'm thinking, well, yeah, of course he did. Yeah. And yes, it's rehearsed. And absolutely it's, it's, rehearsed. he went in there and did that. Now, now but I, I'm saying, like, if I'm on the I'm thinking that, too, because it's not like you're going to see it and be like, oh, I'd like to redo that. You know, they're giving him like a check. You know, like we take a pit photo with your buddies to see if yeah. it's Instagram worthy or I not. Mean, Giuliani Let just looked like that. a gremlin. Like just, you know, I well, don't that's know. That's just it, his being. That's what I'm saying. though. I don't know if that could be rehearsed or not. But I mean, this no, was knowing the, that knowing that the the president. The mugshot is going. I mean, think about the famous photos. You're absolutely getting some giving some thought and effort into that. Yeah, I mean, like, it, this was the most talked about the tone. mugshot of all time, even the build-up to it of what it would look like with Donald Trump. Of course he wanted to look angry and, and the mean tweet and said, defiant. never surrender. And all those things. Yeah, he, he knew what he was doing when he went in there post for it. You're right, though. The key is you got to walk in with that face because you don't know exactly when they're going to flash it. You better have that thing ready to yeah. go and not like, blinking DMV, or anything I have no else. idea when they're snapping the photo. Yeah, you better be looking angry as, um, as it's being flashed. Uh, it's definitely going to be on T-shirts everywhere, this, this photo, Already. this mugshot of, of Donald Trump. Um, it's amazing also. I feel like, you know, what, what would your own mugshot look like? Yeah. Just a blank look. You know, just I wouldn't be like thinking about anything. Just staring over. at the camera. Yeah, that'd yeah. probably be it. We wouldn't have any of the, the eye drops necessary. What's the go-to eye drop? Uh, Lumify. Lumify. Yeah. yeah. No, they don't give you Lumify before you take a mugshot no. photo, typically. And they didn't with Donald Trump either. <laughs> uh, which, uh, other than Trump here, which U.S. president, former U.S. president, would you like to see who would have the best mugshot? Uh, Ulysses S. Grant. 
I feel like it's a bearded a mugshot would be a good one. Uh, Grant also a bit That's of a, a drunk, one. so likely to get a mugshot at some point. So uh, the likelihood that he would be intoxicated uh, while on uh, being pictured, I think, would make it entertaining. I'm going to go Grant. Nixon. What about you? Nixon. Well, Nixon would have had the mugshot, but uh, you know Ford uh, pardoned him. But I'm saying, like when that, he took off, I'm just looking at the face and the the grouch mentality, right? Oh yeah. The great one is here's the, what's amazing. Grant is, is absolutely a good like, one. Like, I mean, uh, Andrew Jackson. I, I'm into history. Okay, I'm I'm into history way more than politics. But think about what Richard Nixon did and why he had to resign office. I mean, he went through uh, an apartment of the Democratic National Convention, and he was, you know, he was taping people and all that. Every president now can do all of that. They're, they're looking at everything at all times with the technology that they have. Now think about what... Nixon would feel like Reggie Bush. What the current president and the former president is accused of doing right now. One accused of trying to persuade people and threaten them into throwing a presidential election his way... And then everything else going on with the current president in office and how small Richard Nixon's crimes appear. Like, if I told you that in 1972, you know, 1973, 74, when all this is going down, uh, think of what you would think about that today. Uh, and then there would be like half of America who say, oh, this guy definitely committed no crime. And then the other half of America says, oh, this guy definitely has not committed a crime in his life. And then, you know, smart people are just kind of looking around laughing at the whole thing. Martin Van Buren, ugly. Van That's Buren a, had like the the pork chops. Pork chops that were grown out. Wait, like he, that was he in would, though. He would present a good mugshot. Also, I think anyone before mugshots were a thing. It's funny to speculate what they look at. Like. I'm reading a book right now about Thomas Jefferson. Thomas Jefferson in a mugshot would be great. Red hair, taller guy, always very stately and dignified, but in the mugshot setting, probably wouldn't be as much so. Chad, you sent me you sent me one that height and weight too, and comparing the height and weight to NFL players. You've got some good ones here. In reaction, uh, I did not height, send this. official height and weight, uh, but I, I do six, know the two, one was, was Matthew Stafford. That was it, Matthew Stafford. That we at six two two fifteen. Yes, uh, same for uh, you've got official height for Lamar Jackson six two two fifteen. Do they weigh you in when you go, or do you just tell them what your height and weight is? No, I think they. I mean, you're standing on a. Yeah. You're being measured right there. But I wonder if they, they actually weigh you also. I'm sure. That way, I'm sure they do because you, wouldn't you want to – you would weigh them if they're going – I would weigh based on the fact that uh, – I mean, you want for the average inmate that's going to and from court, I would want to make sure they're not carrying anything else. So I'm reading the story right now. At half, of these, half of these ca- – half of these jails, not the prison, the jails don't even have like metal detectors right now that are well, able this to – Get anything. This is where it's all different. Uh, it, last indictment in April, Trump is miraculously 14 pounds lighter and one inch taller since his last indictment. He was 229 pounds in April. Now, you could lose 14 pounds in that amount of time, so maybe he did that. But he's also one inch taller in this one. Well, he's, like, he, when you go he in says for he's your, slim. He's slimmed down. Yeah, and he, he looks like he has. 215, though, is a – I mean, that's uh, Cameron Mabin, and it's identical on uh, – Height and weight there. I, I don't... Uh, six two two fifteen. That's a good height and weight. I mean, he, he's in good shape when I hear that. I, I don't know that, that, to, be, that to be true, though. Because, again, well, I, don't, I, don't know, I don't know they weigh you. What, no, Stafford, Stafford is 6'3". 6'3", 232 yeah. is Matthew Stafford. So he's quite a bit bigger than Trump. 
Um, but you know what I mean. Like I, oh, I, I say I'm six three when I go get my driver's license. They're not measuring me. They yeah, just but, take your word for well, it unless it's way off. But your previous driver's license would have that. But I though. lied on my previous one too. <laughs> I don't lie, but I'm saying I go I, up from six two and a half to six three. I measure. Um, I, I I round up. But they're not taking a tape measure and, and measuring your height. They're just seeing if it's way off. Hutton, if you went in and said I'm six seven, they would probably flag that and say no, you're not. Or if your eye color is different. You know how certain people, like, uh, you've got those that are 5'7", 5'8", that want to be 5'9", you know? You think you go in and say 5'9", that they're, uh, sorry, sir, you're not 5'10". We're going to put 5'8", on here. That's what we think. Allie in the YouTube chat says, JFK's mugshot would be badass. Said Clinton's mugshot also would be good. Those are two good entries. Um, I am... I need someone with expertise in taking a mugshot and getting arrested to tell well, me if they actually measure and weigh you I don't, well, when you go in. They definitely measure. You're standing next to how many inches tall you are on your mugshot with do your they, inmate number. Do they weigh you then would be my question, I, or is he just telling them 215? I don't know. You think the uh, – sorry, sir, you're four bills. You can't claim to be 375. Well, I mean, look, when I tell someone my weight, it's typically not exactly my weight at the time. It's probably about five pounds less than I actually you know, weigh. You know what? You're going to have to be on the bottom bunk, sir. But the scale you doesn't weigh too lie. Much. Scale doesn't lie. Yeah, the, the, the mugshot T-shirt's already making the rounds. Clay asked if it was the most famous photo of all time. Not mugshot, just photo. What would be the most famous photo of all time? I mean, the one I see the most historically is it, either it's something Civil War related is what I've seen. It would be Lincoln... Um, it, like the Lincoln funeral procession with um, with the kids in the window. Yeah, I, I would. I, I know what you're talking about. Uh, Iwo Jima, the flag. That, that one, the, yeah. The Marines raising yeah, the flag. 9-11 uh, with Mah- the flag. Muhammad Ali standing over Sonny Liston yeah. with the, the fist pump 9-11 over 9-11 with the flag in the another rubble. another famous one. That's one. I think about like the Beatles' Abbey Road album cover. Where they're walking across the road as a fa- famous photo. People recreate that one. I don't think, like... See, this is I know what be... Clay does with this, but I, I can't say that right now. Like, yeah. it just happened. Well, he was just so asking to say, is this the most famous photo of all time? Well, it's hours old. Yeah. So I don't know. Ask me in 20 years, and but then we'll look back and see I if it's the most like famous he, all I time. I do like that he asked the question that way, though, because I, like, in sports, I want to know well, if I'm the way I'm to phrase it is, will it be the most famous photo of all time? I can't answer right now. Is it the most famous photo of all time? Yeah. I see uh, proximity Earth, bias. Earthrise from Apollo 8, you know, where they're on the moon yes. shooting back at the Earth. I think that is technically, if you look at factors that go into, you know, just how much has been around, like from a worldwide standpoint, that's the that's most famous picture. That's a good one. Was it William t- Anders. So, I'll give the photographer so credit. The, the kids in the window at the Lincoln funeral procession, I believe Teddy Roosevelt, Roosevelt was in the window as a child watching this i think it, that's the historical significance of that one photo yes um but yeah man i mean it's i see i see the i see the mugshot and i think this is a halloween costume this mask with the navy jacket red tie and a very crisp white shirt so this is the it, it, chad you know how we had uh, years ago here in nashville on broadway maybe they're still out there but you had the Two guys that would dress up like... Like Donald Trump. Donald, yeah. And uh, Kim Jong-un. Yeah. Yeah, they were out on Broadway. We'll see. They'll be back. 
Uh, David on the YouTube chat says the Navy soldier, uh, the Navy guy kissing the nurse at the end of World War II. Yeah, that's it's yeah. another famous one. Times Square, I think, is where that took place. Yeah, that's a good one. That's great. Yeah, I, I like thinking about the historical photo. And, and then, like, uh, there was really one guy that took all of the Civil War photos that went around. Um, <laughs> yeah, isn't that crazy though? Like they commissioned one person that was just known for no one. That. By the way, no one in our YouTube chat is buying two fifteen. Everyone's saying, "Bro, is at least fifty pounds heavier than two oh, two yeah. fifteen. Could be on Ozempic. <laughs> Could be uh, the uh, Tank Man from uh, Tiananmen Square. Yes, another one. And the final one I'll put forth is uh, the Burning Monk. Yeah, that's what that I thought about. Yeah. The guy lighting himself on fire. All good entries. Um, Chad, hopefully we, we haven't had to do this. Hopefully we never do. The mugshot. There before, the, there before the grace of God. Yeah. Let's put it that We will not have a, uh, we're not going to have a motorcade and be able to think about this on our way in. I can honestly say that I'll never be indicted for trying to swing an election one way or the other. There's other things that I might get indicted for, but I will not be running for any public office. And I will not be trying to swing an election, or uh, whether it's true or not, I will not be accused of that because I'll be nowhere near a phone calling people to uh, count votes again. You, you need to count that again. Count those again. Yeah, go Unless I'm that. in like some sort of, uh, I'm really big into food. If I got into a cooking contest and I wanted the votes counted again, maybe I could get charged or indicted for that. But I will be swinging no elections anytime soon. By the way, what? how about the move? Everyone, Everyone's been trying to see the mugshot for the previous uh, indictments, right? And as soon as the media gets this, and anyone that's against Trump, for Trump, those that are trying to just crucify him, he tweets it on his own, on X for the first post. Never surrender with Smart. this look. So he just owns it. It almost seems like he had um, an arrangement. You know, like the, a lot of times celebrities, like for the first photo of their child, or them together as a couple, they'll make a deal with a Us certain... Us magazine. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like Us magazine, but they'll make a deal with like a, a <laughs> photog or someone to come and get like a candid shot and they'll get paid for it. Yeah. I feel like Trump and Elon struck some sort of deal that said, <laughs> I get your first mugshot yeah. photo, you get back on X, put it back on post your account. it, and then we'll blow the thing up when Chad, we do that. It's we like to, we like to announce we're back, right? Uh, this is the most alpha way to do so. I'm back. On social, I'm back on my account with a mugshot. Been reinstated, and this is my first post since. Hun, we need to get arrested this weekend so we can announce we're back with a mugshot. <laughs> no, we don't. No, we don't. No but, one here wants to get arrested. I can promise you that. I w- would you bail me out? Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, you regardless know, of circumstances, if I have the money on, on me, yeah. If I was your call, I would absolutely bail you out. Is it true you only get one call? I, I think you get, like, one person to answer. I think if you call and they don't answer in the middle of the night, like, they let you call until someone picks up. I think everyone's screwed if it's one call because it, yeah, I don't I, think I'm it's not like answering a, a random number that I don't know. My phone's also turned off. When I go to bed, like, it's off. You know, I've got a monitor on my children that I can hear. But, I have you but on outside my, of that, my phone is turned off. Well, you don't, you, don't, you don't have this feature. I've got the favorites list, and you're on my favorites. So even if my phone is on silent, you're going to ring. You're on my favorites on Instagram. Thank you. Like it, whenever I want to send a message or something funny you to someone, like, like you my pop photo up there. You really like it immediately. Yeah, you're one of my favorites. If you're in a smaller town, you got a lot 
more opportunities to have multiple calls is from not me personally having to deal with this, but just, I mean, typically, Your you, friends know, have yeah, you know, somebody that's probably working at the jail, they'll, they'll help you out a little bit more. Okay. Uh, but a lot of times, I mean, they won't let you have your phone. So it just depends on like what numbers you remember, which is a big problem. Now it wasn't like 15 years ago because caller ID no is just what it is. Yeah. I, I probably don't know like two numbers right now. That's it. Yeah. I don't know many. Is 411 still a thing? I don't know. I don't either. I mean, we I, ask the questions. Chad, you're, uh, you give us the answers. I, you, I would absolutely, if I don't have your number, I wouldn't be able to call you. I would need my phone to be able to get your number. Uh, I know maybe one or two numbers off the top of my head. Maybe. How many signs has Here's the Phil message. Mickelson stolen from Augusta? We've don't, got that coming up. Don't get arrested as we go into the weekend. That's our message to you. You're welcome. Glad you're with us. Happy Friday to you. Hot Mike with Hunt and Withrow here on OutKick. You can find us on YouTube through the OutKick channel. Hope you'll subscribe while you're there. All the shows there on demand and live. You can catch us 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Same goes for all of the shows and podcast clips and more. And thank you for listening to this great radio station that uh, is part of the partnership here on the OutKick Network. Allie in the YouTube chat, other famous mugshots that are still everywhere, Elvis, Johnny Cash, and James Dean. The Johnny, Johnny Cash, Cash one I see all the time. Yes. Those are all good that entries. That And that one is t-shirt worthy. Yes. Um, Allie also said the builders sitting on the beam on the skyscraper in New York City. Oh, When the skyline's yes. being built. Yes. Terrific. Great entries. That's fantastic. Good job, everybody. Keep those coming. Good job, everyone. Hey, good work, everybody. Let's call it a week. Good job. All right. Have a great worst, weekend. Worst celebrity mugshots are always see that they're so inebriated. They're it's awful, you know. Yeah. It, uh, someone else said, I'm trying to credit the right person in the chat. Um, Jordan says the only time you don't rehearse your mugshot is when you're super drunk. Yeah. So every mugshot's rehearsed to some extent. If you're not drunk, if you're showing up to turn yourself in. You've thought about what you're going to do in your mugshot, right? Yeah. It's always not a Premeditation. Right Premeditation in how you're I would absolutely rehearse it, like, if I'm thinking, and I have to go in. Yeah. And then you're, are you practicing different looks for people? Well, a middle finger would have been incredible. Yeah. Chad, um, Phil Mickelson, I, I love following him on social. And he'll do random videos like this where he's... Uh, giving a, an old story. He had just won the Masters. A little backstory because we're going to pick up midway through. Um, it, he ties in a, a gambling reference and uh, stealing some signs from Augusta National. But he's on the practice uh, green, just doing some chipping, light chipping. And this is the year after that he won the Masters. And he's doing exactly what, and what he did the year prior whenever he won. He's trying to, you know, stay within, you know, making sure that he doesn't screw up the mojo a bit. But what he's doing is stealing a sign from uh, the, the top course in terms of pristine, everything's taken care of, uh, all of uh, the greenskeepers, they're all over the place at any time, any day and night. And Mickelson is explaining how after the champion's dinner, he's crawling around to try to steal the same sign every year. So I get there in 2005 and I show up and I'm going to go do my towel drill out on the, the East Range and there's a sign there that says East Practice Range is for short game only. So I can no longer hit those shots 
like I was doing. So after the champions dinner, I let all the champions leave first. And I go down Magnolia Lane and I park the car and I kind of crawl under the magnolias and I take that sign and I wiggle and I wiggle and I lift and I yank it out and I throw it into the back of my SUV, off I go. So I show up the next morning, there's no sign there. I start hitting my shots, I do my towel drill and I uh, do it all week long. And so uh, we go back and another year goes and we're 2006 and I show up and I'm gonna go do my towel drill again and there's a sign there. East practice range is for short game only. And so I wait till everybody leaves after the champions dinner and I park my car over Magnolia Lane and I crawl into the Magnolias and I wiggle and wiggle and get this sign out and I throw it in the back of my truck and off I go. And so I show up the next day and I'm gonna go do my towel drill and there's another sign there. So it never dawned on me there are cameras everywhere and there's some video of me crawling under these magnolias with the guy saying, look at this idiot, like what's he doing? Uh, now, you're, a lot of you might bet that that's not a true story. Now, I'm not a betting man, so I, I'm not gonna take it, but uh, I wouldn't do that because it's a true story. There's Mickelson. It's a true story. He's holding up the, one of the signs that he had taken from Augusta National. I'm not a betting man. I'm not it's a betting man is a great line. At too the end of that ironic, too. that's perfect. Um, I love how he said, I wiggle, I wiggle, and I yank. It made me think of, I huff, I puff, and I blow your house down. Great storyteller, that Phil Mickelson. I was enthralled the entire time. Had me on the edge of my seat. Mickelson, to me, I haven't even, you always get the random question, like, who would you like to have dinner with? Like, what, what's an athlete you like to he would be a blast. He'd be awesome also because you wouldn't have to contribute much to the conversation at dinner or over drinks. You just kind of wind him up and let him go. Yes. But he's also not the type that I feel like would just take the air out of the room. There are people that talk too much to the point where you're ready for someone else to speak. He's not one of those guys. You want him to keep talking. And I think it's all, like he's not – this isn't a podcast. He's just this account, and he's, he's bringing around a prop to show – Exactly, uh, until you know, you're not going to believe me, but here you go, uh, Chad. He also seems like a guy's kind of always on when he's in public, yeah. You know, he's had, always had that reputation for uh, people, right? That's he seems like that type of dude, Chad. Um, it's okay, Phil, guys. Phil Mickelson, I just hit the mic. Sorry. Phil Mickelson may be saying that he's not <laughs> a betting got very man, scared for tongue a second. in cheek, but we are, we are absolutely, and we've got a, a four pack of games, but we're not going to bet every game. In college football tomorrow can i can i but throw we a do disclaimer have a four, yeah absolutely before we get into this these chuttons chutton picks for week one yeah much like the college football season the biggest improvement you see hutton is from when week one to week two that's the biggest jump you're going to make as a team week one especially week zero which we're talking about right now a lot of unknowns a lot of variables so while we feel good about these picks we are making these picks a little bit blind and going with our gut on them. And we want the viewer or listener or however you consume the show to know that much like the college football teams we're going to watch this year, our biggest improvement, our biggest jump will take place from this week to next week. How do you improve if you go 4-0? and Well, if we go 4-0, and then it's only going downhill from there. But I just want to put that out there. Hutton, what I'm doing right now is I'm lowering hedging. the expectation hedging our bet so if these are bad I, we can come back next week and say we're gonna okay. win all of them now okay I, I feel confident in these though uh, and, and it's not even about like what you're saying a transfer portal different things change it's just kind of the the setup here and let's start 
with the Irish. How can we not hear Irish? Notre Dame and Navy in Dublin with the debut of Sam Hartman in Ireland. Let's go Irish. I'm laying the points here, and I know you are confident in this as well in just giving the 20 and a half. No more Ken Niamatololo. The offense is changing for Navy. I really want to pick Navy because I always want to pick Navy, especially in these games. Always seemingly tough for big opponents. Notre Dame, no different over the years. They've had some very tough matchups with Navy. But Hutton, I think the offensive change, new coach, uh, the Irish in Ireland, that part of it, I think we're going to be sweating this one out. But I, I like it. I think Notre I, Dame wins by three touchdowns. I don't think we are. I really don't. They may just house them. I, this doesn't feel like Notre Dame Marshall to me yeah. from a year ago. I, again, I think new coach, new scheme, it's going to help Notre Dame. And quarterback. Yes. Sam Hartman, his debut. Will Sam Hartman be the talk of Heisman voters and Heisman hype after week one? Because this will be the marquee game. This is the game that everyone who's watching football on Saturday, you're going to tune in for this game on NBC over in Ireland. Jason Garrett is going to be on the call uh, for NBC on color commentary. Yeah, so people are going to watch this one. If Sam Hartman has a huge game, suddenly he's the the talk on Monday. Let's move to the perception versus reality here. Ohio is a team that could win the MAC. San Diego State has had to replace some key pieces on both sides of the ball. The game is home for San Diego State. They are favored by two and a half against the traveling Bobcats of Ohio. But one team tried to flex and join a power five. They were turned down. They went back and the conference that was refusing to pay them then agreed to pay them. And then the conference that they tried to join is trying to pay them as well to join the conference that is going under. They're viewed as a savior. Give me San Diego State minus two and a half against Ohio here. The Aztec defense, they're solid. Even with some new players, the system works. And while Ohio can sling it around a bit and they have edge rushers that can get after the quarterback, Aztecs are winning this, Chad. This is a, just a, a feeling. This is a, this is a, even the players are saying, yeah, we're, we're going to be in the Pac-12. We're going to be in the Pac-12. And now the Pac-12 would love to be in the Mountain West. This is the team that's been talking about it. Give me uh, San Diego State. Not only one of these teams is coached by Brady Hoke. Uh, and Brady Hoke, at one point, <laughs> texted in all caps uh, his desire to be the next coach at Tennessee. And uh, no punctuation, all caps. This guy is all gas, no breaks. For that very reason, San Diego State also covers this easily. Doesn't like the state of Ohio. You know one that I don't think we're going to be sweating out? Go ahead. Is this game. I think we sweat out Notre Dame I covering. Agree. I don't think we're sweating this, this one out in the fourth is quarter. Is this Brando's game on FS1? Yes. Tim Brando and Spencer Tillman would be on the call for this game. Yep. On, on FS1. I can't wait to check in on this. Timmy B hopefully joins us next week. Uh, Chad, next up. On our, Timmy B always good on the call. Oh, yeah, and a, classic. He's a classic and a, a loyalist to all things classic college football. Yes, the throwback broadcast for sure with Timmy B and and Spencer Tillman. Uh, next up, Chad, how do you feel uh, from San Diego State uh, looking at some of the picks 
that we have. We're headed right down the road here. Vanderbilt mm -hmm. against Hawaii. Okay. The Commodores took care of business a year ago on the road against the Rainbows. Hunt, let me get, tell you exactly what's going to happen in this game. Okay. The Doors are going to emerge from the rubble that is their stadium. This stadium that now the capacity has fallen below that of MTSU. It's down to 27,000 for this game. They are sick and tired of hearing from people like me about how they're playing in a construction zone. They're pissed off about it. Coaches are tweeting about it. Players are ready to go. Clark Lee in year two took a huge step up from year one, going five and seven. They figured some things out on offense with A.J. Swan. Junior Sherrill, guy we called a state championship game at Lipscomb Academy, Hutton. He is a player to watch as a freshman for Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt, much improved this year. Their defense was atrocious a year ago, and that was the biggest problem. I think they improve a little bit. Still going to be pretty bad on defense, but they'll improve a bit. Give me the doors. Covering the points at home against Hawaii. Hutton, I think this is another one that we're not sweating out. I think Vandy rolls Hawaii at home Saturday night. Yeah, and they've got, you know, they've, they have some question marks. I don't, this is not going to be something that is contested in the second half. Uh, they, they don't have uh, their, their top player. Two years in a row, by the way, they've lost their top player to the portal. One that tackled, yeah, tackled Alabama and now a running back. Yeah, to, Ray Davis is, uh, went to Kentucky and also had some comment that, man, I'm, I'm up in Lexington now. It's great to know what a football town is like. And I'm thinking, do you know the history of Kentucky basketball? Uh, this is not a football town. This is a basketball town first and foremost. So absolutely not a football town. Uh, Davey's already sending uh, his uh, text to us saying he's, he's parlaying all of our picks um, on DraftKings. Nice. So thank you, Dave. We're going to follow you on this as, uh, as well. We're, Chad and I are betting this as a parlay as well. And I've already done it. The final game is a first half bet, Chad. Yeah, I think uh, talked about Caleb Williams earlier and what he's got to do to come out of the gate strong and really throughout the season. He's got to pass what he did a year ago, which was spectacular, to win the Heisman to have a chance to win a second one. I think he gets started quick against San Jose State. I think they're a 31-point favorite. They are. But they're going to jump out to a fast start. I didn't like the full game points in this one, Hutton. We discussed these picks before the show. Don't love those. I like USC to jump out and cover the halftime spread. It's 16 and a in half this game. in the first half. I, I get a little nervous when the points get that high because I hate the feeling of getting backdoored. With a field goal at the end, the end for no reason. Or, yeah, just a... Backup defense is in. They run the yeah. ball. They score a touchdown late. Onside kick and then score again to make it, you know, 28 when it was 35 or whatever that may be. I hate those losses gambling. I think USC gets way ahead by halftime. So I like that halftime line. Other, so just recapping Notre Dame, we're, we're laying the points here on every game. Notre Dame uh, minus 20 and a half. San Diego State minus two and a half. Vandy minus 70 and a half against Hawaii. And the first half line taking SC minus 16 and a half over the first two quarters. Uh, other games, Chad, uh, throughout the weekend, UTEP, Jacksonville State, um, and the Florida International Louisiana Tech game. That's Carter Blackburn and Randy Cross. You get, the, you get some of the uh, second, third, fourth broadcast crews that are getting some of these games that are week zero matchups that I'm, I'm likely not going to see many of these teams again this season. 
and I'll be flipping around looking for a reason to watch college football. Uh, meanwhile, the game on um, ESPN is, is it Mercer, North Alabama? That's one of them. And they also have on ABC, South Carolina State, Jackson State in Atlanta. Yeah, UMass, New Mexico State is another one on ESPN, 6 o'clock on Saturday night. Either way, we got football this weekend. Shout Can't out Timmy B. Timmy B is going to crush it. I have no doubts. Always does. We crush it. Coming up, going into the weekend, we'll give a toast and some other headlines, including some quarterbacks who are not playing, some who are in the final game of the preseason. That's next. Glad you're with us. Hot Mike with Hutton and Withrow. Happy Friday to you. Fun week, Hutton. Football Fun week this on weekend, the show. Preseason tonight. Uh, wrapping up. That's good news for everybody, right? Getting ready for the regular season. Um, then you get that one week where college football is the sole spotlight. Well, and for good reason, based on some games. Yeah, one Thursday of them, night, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and even Labor Day games. Yeah. And then after that, you got... Uh, they're not going to have another weekend for a long time where there's not college football and NFL on the same weekend. Christmas is here. It is. Christmas is here. Uh, you mentioned uh, next weekend, one of the marquee matchups, LSU and Florida State. It's a crazy story. Ross Snellinger. Yeah. And it tells you the respect that certain programs have for the NCAA and many conferences for that matter, what they don't have, more importantly, uh, even though they're suspending players. So LSU, this is from Ross Dellinger. LSU exhausted all options in defensive tackle Mason Smith's case, including playing on week zero. This is Brian Kelly directly to Yahoo Sports. Smith's suspension against Florida State is due to a 2021 autograph signing. And it took place one month. It took place in June of 2021. The NCAA threw in the towel of a boxing match against the Supreme Court threw in the towel and stepped away and said, hey, everyone, police this however you want. Regulate this however you want. Case by case, uh, program by program, conference by conference, do whatever you want to do. We're not involved anymore. That was in July of 2021. They handed out a one-game suspension to Mason Smith, very talented defensive tackle. And LSU wanted to have that one game be the first game of the season prior to week one. They do play Grambling on SEC Network, probably what, SEC Network Plus is more like it. And they tried to move a game to week zero to have that be the game that he was suspended for from the NCAA instead of the Florida State matchup. If that's not trying to just say, hey, you know, screw you, whatever you want to do, try to stop us from doing this. And here's my theory, Chad, just to... So... This is on SEC Network Plus. We went through well, the, the Grambling right, LSU right, game, game in week two. True. Is there. Correct. In week zero, there's one FBS game on ESPN. Do you think ESPN would air LSU Grambling State week zero? I do. Uh, yeah. I mean, if they have the option to do that, I'm saying absolutely. On, on the four-letter network. Yeah. And that would be... But that if not, would be, they would have put it on uh, SEC Network earlier in the day. They have yeah. Andy Hawaii at night. They would have put it on one of their ESPN but properties. I, I, guess, I guess what I'm saying is if I'm grambling, I'm like, yeah, I would love to be on ESPN. You know? I wish they could have put this together because it's just the oh, ultimate screw you to the NCAA. Um, so I'm sad signing. they couldn't do it. I like that LSU attempted it. 
LSU is the chief proponent of not respecting the NCAA in the least. Let me jump in, though. Going back to Will Wade. Oh, I agree there. And how they handled that. Even the Les Miles stuff and Ed Ogeron. They do not give a you-know-what about the NCAA. And this is another example. But this is a direct quote from the head coach of LSU, Brian Kelly, that's saying that they exhausted all options. We looked at all the options out there, certainly. We wanted to make sure that we examined everything that was possible. We looked at everything. Week zero to bring another opponent in. Everything, but we time ran out, is the quote. Like saying, we, we tried to circumvent and make sure that we were going to have him for Florida State, and we just couldn't. I would I mean, love that. That's more than just not doing, you know, that's more than just saying, hey, we're moving up to week zero. You've got the head coach saying, screw you guys. This, is, this happened one month before you said, screw it, we're out. And you're suspending him for a game. It's the college football equivalent, Hutton, of when the manager goes the bullpen to get the righty-righty matchup. And then as the guy comes out of the bullpen, the other manager brings in the lefty off the bench to go against him and then hits the home run. This is the equivalent of that with trying to swap Grambling to the first game. I wish they could have pulled it off. This is an example of DBAP as well. Um, The NCAA... They had a spokesperson that gave comment in response to Reggie Bush's defamation lawsuit two days ago. They declined comment on this story. Think about that. It's it's dumb. No comment. Also, it's, no, we're it's not a go- waste we're not going to release a comment. Why are we spending time on this? I just look at it as a total waste of time. A month before in, this would have been legal. Who cares? No one cares. Why do you care? I know. Like, let's actually remember like five or six years ago. They well, said, we're going to go after it. the real cheaters. We're going to find the, the teams that really cheat and we're going to hammer those coaches and do that. Okay, fine. We'll go do that. Who on you, earth right now cares but you may that have a kid made it. money off his name, image, likeness? You may have answered. A month early. The NCAA cares because it's LSU, not because it's the kid. Just like the Michigan suspending self-imposed a three-game suspension for Harbaugh because retroactively the NCAA, they care because it was LSU that defied them with, uh, with uh, Will Wade stuff. Again, I, I'm, just, I'm trying to go beneath the surface to figure out why this is such a big so deal stupid. to the NCAA. It's all so stupid. You know, do you think this would happen to Tennessee now after they cooperated? No. No, I mean, it, here's what Tennessee was to them. An ATM machine. I mean, they said, hey, thanks for cooperating with us. We're not going to give you that bowl ban that you so desired not to get. And you did fire all of your coaches with cause. So now give us the biggest fine ever. This is our last chance to make a ton of money. Yeah, We're on our way out. So go ahead and just fork over all that money you've been making and all those bowl games you've been going to these last couple of years. That's what they did to Tennessee. Chad, it appears. But with LSU, it's, you know, Mason Smith deserves one game. Because what he did is so wrong. Yeah. Give me a break. Yeah. Well, and there's no rule in the bylaws that Kelly was saying like, like that would prevent them from being well, who, who doing this that, illegally. Who does that serve? You know, I look at it as yeah. if, if you're trying to weed out cheaters, because you're saying if someone's breaking the rules, who it's affecting is the opponents of that team, whether it be in recruiting, head-to-head, whatever. So, yeah, okay, let's, let's punish the cheaters when it comes to that. No one cheated here. Who does this serve? Who and they, cares? And he was, a, he was with Kayshawn Booty uh, then. But, of course, they, they can't do anything about 
him because he's he's gone. He's on a roster. Yeah. Um, but he did actually he was suspended for a game. He was suspended for the New Mexico game, not the Florida State game. He was suspended in 2022. There you go. Um, no, no, no. He did. Yeah, he did serve the one game suspension. Uh, and, and by the way, he served the one game suspension the week that his son was born. Kayshawn Booty. So it's uh, so funny. It feels like it's all made up. And I think with the NCAA, what they do now is just make things up. Would they do this for a walk-on guy or a, a, a no. second-string guy? Well, first off, the walk-on guy wouldn't get money from um, autographs, but also no. Well, I'm just saying, like, they wouldn't publicly care. combat the NCAA over something. Oh, no. You know? Would LSU? No, not at all. No. But again, it's all it's, it's chicken and egg. <laughs> yeah, no walk-on's right. getting money for his own you know, autograph. Chad, among the starters who, who normally don't play in the preseason – Ryan Tannehill, quarterback for the Titans. He's apparently going to have a few snaps in the final preseason game. Rare to see him there. Um, there are plenty of quarterbacks, though, that have either taken snaps or will for you know the, the star power of the league. Rodgers is going to. It appears as though Mahomes is going to. Other starters as well, and Tannehill will do that too against the Patriots. What was it Mike Tomlin said? You got to spar before he can box? So this is uh, Ryan Tannehill for, you know, one or two series <laughs> deciding to uh, spar a little bit. And Mike Vrabel saying he needs to spar. Um, I mean, look, Will I, Levis I, will not play. And that's the second consecutive to me, game. that's the bummer for the Titans, because you trade up to get a guy in the second round. He should be the backup quarterback. That's the battle to watch. Ryan Tannehill's the starter in Tennessee. The battle is Will Levis versus Malik Willis. And. Everyone who's wanted to see that battle play out, if you're a Titans fan, you've been robbed of that because of the injury to Will Levis where they've set him out the last two games. Jackson Smith and Jigba had an extensive surgery. That according to head coach Pete Carroll in Seattle. He he had a fractured wrist. It, It was described as a small fracture. And Carroll didn't really know other than everything was great going into what was going to be a surgery and they thought it would be a short-term deal he could miss now up to a month uh, as the third wide receiver out in seattle but they were going to feed him the ball a lot dk metcalf tyler lockett geno smith coming off the year he did kenneth walker the third still in the backfield Uh, when he comes back i wonder how much you know that affects his production hopefully not i'm extremely high on him I love his attitude, his work ethic, and the fact that you have him, the number one option at Ohio State a year ago, the third option for Geno Smith's offense in Seattle. Number one options at Ohio State have fared pretty well in Not recent history. bad. Garrett Wilson, check. Rookie of the year, offensive rookie of the year with the Jets. Jackson Smith and Jigba. Hutton, you're buying them. We had the whole feature earlier this week that you're buying them. Gets injured. I'm going to go out on a limb and say Marvin Harrison Jr. Mm. will be the next number one option from Ohio State that's going to do pretty well uh, once he gets the NFL. So those Ohio State receivers, and they've got another recruiting class coming in this year that's one of the best receiver classes uh, in the history of college football. So uh, Ryan Day in that offense doing very well. Brian Hartline, the receivers coach, I know heralded as one of the best recruiters in all of college football. They're getting studs. That wide receiver at Ohio State, and I think Jackson Smith and Jigba, another example.
Well, Jonathan Taylor could be traded. The deadline's coming up on Tuesday. Denver is in the mix, according to Tom Pelissero, E. Rappaport, Schefter, and others. Um, there's some star power there, and they need Jerry Judy in their passing game is down, and he's going to miss uh, significant time, several games, several weeks, I should say, with a hamstring injury that had him carted off earlier this week. They have been hamstrung at the injuries uh, with with injuries at the wide receiver position Cortland Sutton with an ACL two years ago Judy had a high ankle sprain that kept him out for a while Hamler Tim Patrick and I believe Patrick's injured again yeah he, he tore his ACL or Achilles earlier this preseason um, the list goes on and on so there's a top that's the second big injury to that wide receiver room uh, meanwhile Chad your thoughts on this I was reading this last night so Anthony Richardson, here's, here's what I hope from the NFL preseason tonight, that we call a performance that was 6 of 17 passing, um, mediocre and needing work, not making excuses for a guy, good, good feeling pressure for, for Anthony Richardson last night, some misfires, and the fumble was bad, but overall I'd say very positive. Dude went 6 of 17 passing. Who tweeted that? That was Ben Arthur. Who tweeted this but that there's there's rave reviews for him he had five carries for 38 yards he completed six passes for 78 yards six of 17 and somehow that is overall very positive i don't understand it one bit uh, we had that. malik willis was a, allowed to attempt 16 passes a year ago for a guy who was awful at skipping rocks let alone completing passes. We had Dan Dockich on earlier today, Hutton, and he called it for what it is. The indie media can be soft at times. That covers that team. Man. And he, he'll go a lot harder. He knows a lot more about it than we do. But if you want to have exhibit A of softness and catering and pandering to a professional team in your town, I would put that tweet in the Louvre <laughs> of softness from media. 6 of 17, not a good performance. So call it the way it is. Stop sugarcoating it. Stop trying to serve a fan base or a team. Just call it the how you see it. And that's not how anyone saw it. It may be preseason for the NFL that wraps up, but this weekend, college football kicks off. Cheers to that. Cheers to that. A toast to football season. Cheers to another great week also. Terrific job by the crew here in studio and outside the studio. Hutton, what do we say every week when we come in here? We want to get everyone through the week as fast as possible, right. right? This week, I am here to report, flew by. Absolutely flew by faster than most weeks we've had on the show. We're going 4-0 with our picks. Enjoy college football if you can. A toast to the preseason ending and on to NFL Week 1. Onward. Have a great weekend. We are back at it Monday at 3 o'clock Eastern. Hot Mike with Hutton Withrow across the Outkick Network. No mug shots this weekend, everyone.